Hi there! Welcome to Explain This, a podcast where we try to explain complex things in simpler ways for people of all ages. I'm your host Jen Kim, and today we'll talk about spaced repetition, the magic psychological principle that will let you be a master of memorizing. Let's get started. When's the last time you had to set an exam? For many of you, it would have been back in high school or university yonks ago. Some of you might still be in school and have just sat an exam recently. I don't know about you, but I certainly was guilty of using the time-old tradition of cramming for my exams. I mean, there's so much information to learn, but so little time. I mean, there's usually plenty of time, but I procrastinated a lot. So that's how I ended up studying until 6am every day for a week or two during exam season back in uni. I mean, I still got through med school, but I'm not gonna lie, it wasn't the best way to learn things in retrospect. For one thing, cramming involves squeezing in a massive amount of knowledge into your brain in a short amount of time, so it can be very stressful. Also, you end up forgetting a big chunk of it straight after your exam, which ain't good if you're taking the exam because you actually want to be good at something, like learning a new language, or being a competent doctor. So if cramming isn't the answer, what's the best way to learn things and not forget them? Enter spaced repetition. Now let's start by explaining spaced repetition to you as if you were five years old. Memory is like a fart. At first, it's intense and very noticeable but it will quickly fade away. After a little while, you might smell a hint of it, but then if you wait longer, you won't smell it at all. So if you try to squeeze in a lot of facts into your head all at once, like, say, all the names of the 151 Pokemon from the original game, you'll start forgetting the names soon afterwards. Even if you spent all day cramming and rote learning the names, the next day you might only remember 100 names. In a week, you might only remember like 70 names, and you'd be pretty good if you even remembered 30 or 40 names by the end of the month. It doesn't matter how huge and loud and stinky the fart is, it all fades with time. But what if you tried a different method? Instead of learning everything in one day, then forgetting it all in a week, this time we'll be smart and study diligently over the month. So, this time, we're going to learn just 50 names in the first week. On the second week, we're going to learn another 50 names, but we'll also test ourselves to see how many names we remember from the first week. If we remember a name, we can ignore it. But if we forgot a name, say Lapras, then we'll learn it again. And then we test ourselves again the next week. If we remember something, that's great. If we don't, we relearn it. That way, we keep remembering stuff we forget, while not wasting time on things we already remember. Now this is just like topping up the first fart with a fresh fart. Except the second fart will last even longer than the first fart. The room will just keep smelling and smelling and smelling. Ew. Alright, glad to see you're still here after all the farting talk. It's a crude metaphor, but memories really do be like that. Everyone knows memorizing things are hard. Whether it be faces and names at a new workplace, facts for a test, your grocery list, we can spend hours and hours rote learning something, only to find that it's faded away like 
tears in the rain in a few days' time. And yet, we need to remember things in life. In school, we get taught knowledge, but we don't really get taught on how to learn well. That, plus a healthy dose of laziness, results in people like me, cramming for tests and forgetting how to do calculus or how many wives Henry VIII had as soon as we finished school. So how do we improve our memory? Is there a better way to study than cramming? Spoilers, the answer is a resounding yes. One of the pioneers of memory research was a German psychologist named Hermann Ebbinghaus. Before Ebbinghaus, many scientists believed it was impossible to properly study and experiment on higher mental processes like memory and thinking. But not Ebbinghaus. He was determined to show that he could study and analyze how memory works. So he started experimenting on himself. First, he decided to test his memory. How good was he at memorizing and recalling things? To do this, he came up with nonsensical syllables like dax and yet. Then he tried to memorize them. Then, Ebbinghaus collected data. How many syllables could he recall at different points of time? 20 minutes later, an hour later, three days later? He tested himself over various time intervals to see what percentage of the original syllables he could recall. When he plotted the data on a graph, he saw a beautiful trend, the forgetting curve. Now you might have seen this curve before. Essentially, your short-term memory is pretty okay for like 10 to 20 minutes. But then it rapidly degrades, even after one hour. Within a day, you lose almost half of it. Within a week, you retain only about 10 to 20% of what you originally learned. This is probably familiar to you, like how much of your grocery list from last week do you actually remember? This is especially so for things that you're not particularly attached to or interested in. For example, you're more likely to remember your girlfriend's birthday than the French word for cheese, fromage. After that rapid exponential decay, the curve plateaus off. But by this point, you've already lost so much of what you're supposed to remember that it kind of was a waste of time. Well, if that's the case, we need a smarter way to learn information. This is where Ebbinghaus's next discovery comes in, the spacing effect. So after discovering the forgetting curve, Ebbinghaus studied the effect of reviewing, as in going over what you learned to remind yourself and relearn things. You've probably all experienced this before. When you first learn something in class and your teacher asks you about it the next week, you might be all, huh? And not remember anything. If you learn it again, or you actually did your homework and reviewed the material, then you'll remember it for a bit longer. But in a month, you're back to square one, where you just stare at your teacher blankly. But if your teacher is patient enough and teaches it to you again, then you'll remember it for many months. The first time you learn or memorize things is the hardest because of that rapid loss of retention that the forgetting curve shows. Ebbinghaus showed that when you revise the material, then your retention goes back to 100% temporarily, and then it starts to follow a new forgetting curve. Importantly, the second forgetting curve is much less steeper than the first one. This means that you'll forget the information at a slower rate. If you revise the material again, then the third forgetting curve is even less steeper, and you can probably see where I'm going with this. I'll include a picture of the forgetting curves and the spacing effect in the show notes, because the graph explains it a lot better. Essentially, if you learn something over and over, it'll stay in your long-term memory better. Also, the time that you remember it for gets longer and longer with each time you revise. This is called the spacing effect, 
and that is such an important principle in understanding what we'll talk about for the rest of the episode, that I'm going to explain it one more time as simply as possible. Alright, here we go. Pay attention. So when you learn something, you remember 100% of it immediately. But then, you will start forgetting it rapidly at an exponential rate. In a matter of days, you'll forget most of it. But if you do a review and relearn the same thing a little while later, you'll remember it for a lot longer and forget it much more slowly. And the more reviews you do, the longer and better you'll remember it. That's it. Alright, let's take a quick break so you can commit the spacing effect to your memory, then we can talk about how to use the spacing effect to study smart instead of studying hard. Welcome back! Okie dokie, now that we know about forgetting curves and the power of revision, now what? Most people already know intuitively that reviewing and relearning is obviously more effective than cramming something once. Duh. But here's the secret. The space between each review session matters. Most diligent, not gen as a student people, tend to have some kind of regular revision plan when they study. You'll study a topic for a day, then review it a week later to see how much you remember. Rinse and repeat every week until the exam? Easy. But what Ebbinghaus's research showed was that this is actually inefficient. You don't need to revise something over and over on a weekly basis. This is because of two important principles. The first is an obvious one, savings. Savings is a term that describes the amount of information that you do remember after a set time period. Remember that forgetting curve? Well, at the end of the forgetting curve, it plateaus and tails off in a sort of flat level, whether it be about 10 or 20%. This is the amount of information that you actually do retain, even after a long time. Therefore, there's no point revising that 10-20% because you already know it. You might as well focus on the other 80% that you've forgotten. Now the second principle is the spacing effect. If you recall, see what I did there? After each review, the new forgetting curve is less steeper than the previous one. For example, when you first learn a list of 10 words, you might forget half of it in the first day. But if you reviewed the list and relearned the words you forgot the next day, then it might take three days before you forget half the list. If you study the list for a third time after a week, now it takes over a week before you forget half the list. This means that you don't need to review everything at a fixed interval. You can save a lot of time and energy by stretching out the time before your next review each time. So for example, your first review would be a day after your study day, the second review a week later, and then a third review a month later. On top of this, if you remember something already, then you can give yourself more time before you review that specific thing. This lets you focus on the things that you have trouble committing to memory making your study that much more efficient. This system is called spaced repetition, and it is the best evidence-based study technique available currently. It has been backed by multiple studies, confirming that it is far, far more superior in helping students memorize things compared to cramming and reviewing at a regular schedule. Spaced repetition is what myself and many other doctors and medical students use for our exams, because medicine involves memorizing so many random facts. A survey in 2015 showed that a whopping 31% of medical students at Washington University used spaced repetition for their study. But at the same time, this all sounds great on paper, but it sounds like a nightmare to implement, right? 
I mean, what kind of geek would bust out a spreadsheet to map out when to study and review what topic to maximize their study efficiency? <coughs> Certainly not me. <coughs> well, don't worry. We're going to teach you a simple system so you can skip all the maths and modeling and just get straight on to learning. In 1973, Sebastian Leitner created the Leitner system to make the lives of students easier. The Leitner system uses flashcards, which are awesome study tools for many reasons. First, it's super simple to use. All you need is an index card, write a question on the front, and the answer on the back. Then you can pick up some flashcards and test yourself quickly whenever you have time. Second, it uses active recall. We know from studies that getting asked a question using your brain and then answering it makes you learn things much more effectively compared to just reading a textbook, which is what we call passive learning. Third, it lets you use space repetition in the most efficient way possible. Let me show you how with an example. Okay, so let's say you have to memorize 200 words for your Japanese test in three months time. How can we use flashcards and the Leitner system to maximize the number of words we'd actually remember on the day of the test? First, we've got to create flashcards. So we write a bunch of flashcards with the word in Japanese on one side and in English on the other side. Second, we start learning. Every day, we set aside an hour or so to learn 10 new words a day. Maybe 20 if we're feeling cocky and confident. After we finish learning those cards, we set them aside in a separate box. Now, this is where spaced repetition comes in. The next day, we'll study 10 new words, but we're also going to review yesterday's material. So we bust out the flashcards from the day before, then test ourselves by looking at the English word and saying out loud what we think it is in Japanese. After that, we can flip the flashcard over and see if we are right. Whenever we review a card, we put the card in one of three boxes. Now some words are going to be super easy, like you know it instantly or have known that word for a while already. So what we can do is, after we review that card, we put it in a box we'll call the easy box. Now some words will be pretty easy, where you were either close or had to think for a little while before you got the right answer. Well, we can put these in another box, we'll call this the okay box, where it's a bit harder than the easy box. The last box is where we put all the cards we got wrong. This is the hard box. And this is also the box where we'll put all the new cards of the day. Are you with me so far? Alright, so this is where it gets a bit fancy. The hard box is going to have either new cards from the day before or cards we completely forgot. So we need to review these often so we can commit it to memory better. Every day, we're going to go through the hard box and test ourselves with the cards again. If we get it right, we get to put the cards in the easy or okay box depending on how difficult it was. But if we get it wrong, back to the hard box it goes. The okay box, we don't need to study as often because we're pretty close to knowing it off by heart. So we'll look at this box every three days. The easy box, well, that's going to be full of cards that we have no trouble with. But we should still check every now and then because we might forget something. So how about we'll look at the easy box every seven days. Okay, so now we have a system. Each day on your study session, you review the old cards according to the box. So the hard box every day, easy box every seven days. Okay box, somewhere in the middle like three days. Then you study a fresh batch of cards to add to the hard box. Over the course of the three months, you'll find that more and more cards end up in the easy box. 
This shows how much you've actually learnt and retained. But don't get cocky. If you get a card wrong from the easy box on your weekly review, then it just goes straight back to the hard box and you have to start over with that card. And that's about it. You just keep repeating the system until you test and you'll find that you remember a lot more words than you would have if you studied the same list over and over every week. This is because you focused your mental energy and time on words that you found difficult to remember, while spacing out the words you did remember to maximize the spacing effect. This way you get more bang for your buck. The lightness system is pretty flexible too. You can have more boxes for various difficulty levels, and you can change the time period between each review session per box. Most of all, anyone can use it because all you need are flashcard and some boxes. Nowadays, we're lucky because there are software and apps that use an even more advanced form of the lightness system. Apps like Anki and Supermemo use artificial intelligence and algorithms to figure out the appropriate amount of spacing per card, then show you the flashcards when they're due every time you open it. You don't even have to think about when you open which box, because the app does it for you. All you have to do is make the flashcards, review them consistently, then grade how hard each card was to recall. The app will figure out the rest and optimize when you should next review each card. And that's spaced repetition for you. If you're studying for something where you have to memorize a ton of facts, figures, or information, I highly recommend giving something like Anki or using your own flashcards a try because space repetition will change your life. You'll find that you're remembering facts far easier and better compared to traditional study methods. Space repetition is particularly useful for things like medical and science facts, names and faces, vocab and quotes, etc. It's a bit harder for things when you have to apply a concept, like using math equations, but it's been shown to be effective in memorizing pretty much anything. It's even been shown to help patients with dementia learn their family members' names, so imagine what it can do for your young bright mind. So go on, hack your brain and learn to master your memory. Alright, so what did we learn today? We learned about how memory fades with time, and it can happen very quickly. But we can retain memory for longer if we review things. Even better, we can take longer to review the same topic each time, because the spacing effect means that we'll retain knowledge longer for each review. We can use the spacing effect to maximize our study efforts by using flashcards and implementing a system where we review cards that we find difficult to remember more frequently than the ones we find easy. Memory is a tricky thing, and our brain works in mysterious ways. So you might as well use every trick we have at our disposal to make studying and learning things easier. Because that makes it more fun, and god knows there's so much out there in the world to learn about. So remember. Don't study hard, study smart. Well, that's it for today. Thank you for listening to Explain This. I hope you've learned something interesting and maybe even useful today. More importantly, I hope you learned how to remember what you learned for a very long time. We'll see you next time. Bye for now. Explain This was written and hosted by me, Jin Kim. If you'd like to suggest a topic or just send a lovely message, you can email me at explainthiscast at gmail.com or follow me on Facebook or Twitter. We'll see you next time. Bye for now.